Cool. Hey, listen, welcome to the Halison Games Cast. This is episode 89. My name is Jeffrey Morse. Joining me here today is the Nathan Wagner. Hey, everybody. How's it going? going good, Nathan. Uh, Rob is not here this week, but we do have a very special guest joining us here this week. Uh, the one, the only, Jake Myler. Hey, what's up? What's up, Jeff and Nate? Hey. No, it's good to have you here. Uh, I've uh, been following Jake on uh, Twitter and his online webcomic uh, for about a year and a half or so um, now. and We've uh, recently okay. kind of connected, got to know each other a little better, been playing some... Uh, some Destiny 2, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on this show was not only uh, because of your unique kind of perspective that you bring kind of on the Destiny world, you know, running a Destiny webcomic, and I've always appreciated how you're always very positive about, uh, you know, Destiny and, you know, the Destiny universe uh, with, you know, all the negativity <laughs> that's been swirling around uh, recently. It's, it's uh, Yeah, nice yeah, there's a little bit of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was one thing I've always appreciated about you, uh, at least on Twitter and from when we've uh, played together. But um, you Thank also you. are kind of part of the games industry, working on some games. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what you do and how, how you kind of um, create games? Oh, well, um, well, I do work in the game industry um, down in Seattle, um, but I, we work, well, I work in um, the casual games field and making making things like, you know, dress-up games for for kids, you know, um, and... Dude, I love dress-up games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where you, you know, where you can, like, have an avatar and, uh, yeah, and, so like you know, Xbox buy different outfits for them and stuff. Like that, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that, but more, way more simplistic, and actually, um, it was based in, like, Flash, you know, like, um, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. The program Flash, the so Flash that kind of went... That's been kind of going downhill recent, more recently. Like, um, yeah. if you try to load a Flash site, it'll like give you all these virus warnings. Usually, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so um, we've been kind of changing our technology and getting more into like uh, like Vegas slot machines and gambling type um, type games like, and stuff. Microtransactions but, and stuff. Yeah, like microtrans. Yeah, many microtransactions. We're really into microtransactions. It's not a bad word. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> not a bad word. Such a big. <laughs> Such a big, uh, you know, market yeah. for I think a lot of those casual games is that's how they make their money. They're free to play usually and have you yep, know, those yep. little. Yeah, you can go in. You can go in like never spend a penny if you wanted. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. that's the kind of the, the draw. And you could, you know, we've had people who've like, you know, met their their spouses in ga- in the game. So like, wow, seriously, wow, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, kind of, I guess I guess that our company like the company I work for like. We try to make like um, kind of a thriving community, you know, among players and stuff. That's cool. I never but, really but, thought of like a casual kind of game like that, really having this big community with you know all these relationships that grow. That's really cool. Yeah, but but what I do is I I do um like background design basically, and uh, I'm like a background art director. So anything that you anything that needs a background, whether it's like a background people walk around in or like a background for a slot machine or a game. I'm mm-hmm. usually I usually have my hands in that. Nice, yeah. I, I think, think that makes sense. That, that's what thing I've always noticed about your comics. You use instead of just having you know a blank you know blue background or something like that, you 
do a pretty good job doing landscapes and stuff like that. Thanks. So, yeah, thank no. you, thank you. Um, and one of my favorite things I think about the comics you do is you do a, a lot of the strips are very like topical about Destiny, and so like whenever a new content thing comes out, whenever I check it, you usually you know are making some type of you know humorous joke or reference to some of the new characters right. or some of the worlds. <laughs> like like how does how do you kind of get inspired? Are you just kind of like playing and then you yeah, know, just kind of goes from there or? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, the whole thing was kind of born out of um, just, you know, we I got Destiny for the first time. Um, me and my wife, like we it's actually my wife who wanted to play it initially. And I was like, what is this oh, Destiny? Nice. <laughs> and because she just saw like one of those commercials um, okay. on TV where it was like like uh, the warlock, legend. like, Become. yeah, casting like some kind of um, some spell on a, some hive monsters or something. And she's like, oh, I want to get that game. It looks awesome. So we we just played it. But then it was like we both were like, what is this game? And like the the story is not really like fleshed out in the if you ever played Destiny yeah. 1. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's we hard to talked follow. a lot about Destiny 1's terrible story on this on this show. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so it was kind of like a lot of the jokes are just about how um, I'm – mostly just going around and not understanding what the heck is going on. Um, <laughs> and I don't like, I'm, I'm kind of a bad video game, uh, FPS player in general. So it's kind of like, everything's based on my own experiences pretty much. That's awesome. You're, you're a man after my own heart then Jake. Cause yeah. I know <laughs> I, I enjoy <laughs> destiny, but not very good at it to, to say the yeah. least. Yeah. But it is like, it's such a cool world though at the same yeah. time. So like, I just I kind of, uh, fell into, the rabbit hole there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, that's awesome. Uh, can you tell us, like, what is, like, your all-time, like, favorite game? Like, I, I know you're kind of, like, new mm. to kind of, like, I guess, bungee shooters. Like, you s- jumped on kind of with Destiny and now are in Destiny 2. But, like, what's kind of, like, if you could pick one game to pick as your favorite game ever, uh, what would that be? Uh, it would probably be probably would be Destiny 1. Okay, it would be Destiny. <laughs> but I feel like that, I can't really say that. Because uh, that's obvious. So it, that's just like the game I've spent the most time on in my yeah. life. And yeah, for sure. So uh, an obsession. But um, did you get did you get pretty into like all the grimoire cards and lore stuff and stuff like that? Yeah, in Destiny then, One. Then uh, yeah, I, I wasn't initially, but then like as I was writing the comics and stuff, yeah. I was like, I should probably know something about <laughs> what these. Like, um, so I uh, yeah, then I I started watching like. Um, like lore videos on YouTube and stuff from My Name Is Bye for, um, oh, yeah, yeah Mylan Games and uh, yeah, I got pretty much I got pretty into that um, a little bit later, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, um, can I can I give my like second? Sure, yeah, if, totally. Uh, yeah, 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 like a second favorite game, that would probably be Final Fantasy VI. You know, the Ooh, if the you Final any, Fantasy uh, guy, okay. Yeah, that was like <laughs> that was kind of my like. My teenage years obsession was Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, Super yeah. Nintendo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the best looking game on Super Nintendo too. Yeah, yeah. And that's it was like pretty crazy. One of the most beloved ones just by the Final Fantasy community, right? Is six. Yep. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It had a good story. On my Super Nintendo Classic, that I got like an hour <laughs> in, and I was wrecking everything, and then I fought this giant snail thing that destroyed me. And I had to restart the entire game from the beginning. Oh, like, wait, nope. that is the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's oh, no. the game. <laughs> yeah, that's the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It it kind of throws you in, but it it's a it's a good story, and it had like has really big 
plot twists and stuff. And yeah, I was, you know, I was just impressed yeah. by the cinematic opening of that game. Like this was a Super Nintendo game that has this huge oh, like, yeah. opening with like this cutscene and stuff. Like you don't don't see those in uh, those old games very often. No, yeah, it, it it at the time that was like revolutionary. Yeah, like completely. Yeah, yeah. So that that was my definitely my that was probably my like second most played game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nice. So that's kind of you know your your old school favorite game, and Destiny's kind of your uh, new uh, or current favorite um, game. Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, um, I think that's a good segue where we can jump straight into our new segment. Um, Destiny Two um, just got its first real big um, sandbox update this week, and it was basically called the Go Fast update. And so um, they tweaked a lot of different um, small systems based mainly around uh, player speed and movement and also uh, tweak some of the weapons in the game as well. And so um, I thought we would share our impressions. Uh, I know all three of us have you know, spent at least a couple hours um, in Destiny this last week checking it out. Um, so I'll let you guys go ahead and kind of start us off. What, what were you guys kind of first impressions uh, playing after the update? Do you guys even like notice the difference? Did, did you notice it a lot better? Or does it still feel the same? What do you guys think? Uh, I, I played quite a bit of it actually. Um, and I, I think I was mostly, I was mostly just excited to play, you know, um, a rumble where, oh, you yeah. know, every, yeah, it's, it's player it's like versus player. The, yeah. Rumbles, yeah, yeah. Every man for themselves. Free, free for all. Free for all. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted, I also wanted to just play a game type where there's no teams. It's and like one of the, one of the main complaints about destiny two is like that, you know, Teams are all like hugging each other's butt and like you know team shot <laughs> team shooting yeah. you team shoot, yeah, so, yeah so I wanted to you know be the lone wolf and stuff and and I I really I was like having such a good time but the first thing that I noticed is like yeah the weapon the weapons that you can use are like way uh, just there's way more variety um, I think than before mm-hmm. like I was using a hand cannon and I I've in all of Destiny 2, I felt like I sucked at hand cannons. <laughs> a little um, easier now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely like feel like they're you know sticking to your opponent um, pretty well. And yeah, no. So sure. I, I was, just I was using hand cannon mostly when I was doing Rumble this week as well. And I just I didn't really play a ton of Rumble in Destiny One. Like I I wasn't a big fan of it, but I loved what I played so far in Destiny Two. And I think it's just because like my play style, like ever since like the Halo days, like has been so aggressive and like maniacal i just like run straight forward trying to find some guy I don't strategize as often as i should and i just try to outgun the people and so yeah destiny 2 usually in crucible that's usually a failing strategy because like you said people are really grouped together and you're getting team shot and you can't really do that you really have to kind of stick with your team and you know pick people off from a distance so the fact that i can just run in any direction find someone within five six seconds and have this one-on-one encounter um i just thought it was a, a ton of fun so i'm really enjoying the uh the rumble update uh which is really yeah nice. yeah yeah and, and it was there was not a ton of pvp options in the first place like you had, <laughs> yeah, and you had anything like it wasn't any new additions to uh the pvp is is good at this point so exactly yeah i i know i hadn't played destiny 2 in like probably a month or something it'd been quite a while for me so jumping in i didn't immediately like notice a huge difference I think the biggest thing I noticed was just, you know, how much faster everything charges, especially in in multiplayer, like your supers and your grenades and all of that stuff just recharges a lot quicker, um, which is nice. Yeah, definitely. And then, um, I don't know, it's just, 
it felt a lot it reminded me a lot more of destiny one and had a lot of a lot of fun playing multiplayer in destiny one yeah exactly like i was like but it seems like they're doing that more people who have stayed past you know playing the initial campaign and raid and all that stuff um people kind of want that to return so it seems like bungie is more and more going back to that which is great i guess yeah i mean yeah there's inching closer to you know a better fully polished destiny 2 that feels more like what people expect you 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 know i know a lot of glide and yeah supers do go a little bit faster but i kind of hit this wall once like once i hit like my milestones for playing like the pvp and then Mm -hmm. i got like my rewards which weren't good um and i did the nightfall and i didn't get like the special specific strike specific loot that they added in i was just kind of like well, I don't really have a reason to play other than just kind of play for fun by myself, which I have all these other games that I love playing by myself too, so I don't think I'm going to spend a ton of time in it. So it, mm-hmm. there's still just not the progression. Or like, There's not quests to work towards, and there's not you know these long-standing things I'm trying to get. Like I have everything I want, and I don't mm-hmm. really have the, the – feel the need to keep playing which you know was such a big part of destiny one you always had like 12 like multi-step quests going at the same time that you could work towards so yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I think yeah. i feel like as a little bit more of a casual player for destiny 2 at least like that's kind of for me that's like kind of a good thing but a bad thing because like i loved like doing some of those really like feeling like i always had a reason to play and doing some of those really in-depth quests was like some of the best parts of the original destiny especially with the taking king update but then yeah you know, it, it is nice for Destiny 2 to not to feel like I haven't played in a month and I can still jump in and have fun and not feel like I'm a thousand miles behind everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah and I, I, I made were for the casual audience. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that is definitely true. For sure. But uh, yeah, so I think I think it's a good step in the right direction. Um, but, you know, yeah. I think we'll have to wait for the next big DLC, which is coming out next month in May, um, to kind of see if, you know, they start making some more changes and adding more content to, to make Destiny 2 as a whole better. But yeah. I feel like it's going to be the same thing as Destiny 1, where we're going to have to wait to the fall, get another Taken King-type expansion, and that'll kind of get everyone on board. Because I'm finding it, like, hard to recommend Destiny 2 to my friends at this point. I'm like, oh, I had a friend who's like, oh, should I pick it up? It's only, like, $15 on Amazon right now. And I was like... Honestly, I would probably wait till the fall and just get it with all the DLC. It'll probably be much better. Like, so. yeah, and no, that that was actually my recommendation. Um, like during Destiny One too was like, mm-hmm. you know, toward the end of the season, toward the end of the year, I was like, uh, maybe just wait till you know the, the Taken King comes out, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna have like twice the amount of content to play through. Way more content, better package, and obviously you're yeah. saving a bunch of money too by kind of waiting and getting the DLC all together. Yeah, they'll, they'll be the they'll be the collection probably as well at some point. And yeah, um, yeah. and uh, yeah. but I do I I agree. Like it does feel like they're just you know laying the ri- the roadwork for um, the future basically. And if you're like a player, if you're someone who like plays every day, then it is kind of brutal having yeah. to wait. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure, and yeah. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we continue to see good updates in the next couple of DLC drops um, uh, go well. But we will keep you guys, um, all you listeners, informed in, of our impressions when the next couple of uh, updates come out. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so far, Destiny 2, it's moving, getting a little bit better. But uh, I don't think it's going to bring tons of people back yet. So, <laughs> Are you, are you going to drop into Mayhem? 
try that um, out? Um, yeah, I, I will drop into Mayhem. I, I always love playing Mayhem just with all the supers. I'll probably jump in to play with you know like you guys or a couple other friends for a couple matches, but it's cool. not something I'm going to be playing. I I think daily or anything like that. So yeah, but right. It'll be fun to mess around with for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So our next news piece, um, we had another um, favorite game of ours on the show um, get a new update and some new DLC. And we're talking about Rivals of Ether. Um, I really wanted to bring this up because they did a Rivals of Ether Direct that was in the style of like a Nintendo Direct, like straight down to like the multiple video presentations, like a live host. Like the host that they had, he would like do like the snap that like the people would do on the Switch Directs to like <laughs> announce new games. <laughs> oh, really? Like that. Yeah, it was very like on the cheek and like on the nose, I guess, <laughs> uh, of kind of making fun of the Nintendo Direct style. But it uh, came out on April Fool's, April Fool's Day, so two days ago. And the very first uh, trailer was, or yeah, that they showed, it looked, you, everyone's talking about, like, oh, it's a new character reveal or something. And instead, it's basically a video about like those like pet adoption videos. It's like a parody of like all the Orcane plushies that like Dan ordered, but like hasn't been able to like sell yet. And they're just like <laughs> piled up in his house. And it's like, please help us help Dan adopt an Orcane today. So they're not getting out, you know, in the way of his work. And they had a couple other videos that were just like hilarious. They had one, I think it was like about rivals of Aether HD. And it was just like real life footage of animals and stuff like that. And then they had one where they introduced the new character, but, it was a gag character called Sandbert, who's literally just like the sandbag character from Smash Bros. And <laughs> basically, it shows the interview with Dan, and he's like, yeah, so we added Sandbert to make the game more fun because, you know, I go to these tournaments, I see competitive players playing, and there's a very high skill gap, and, you know, people are just doing amazing combos and really mastering characters. And, you know, that's not fun for everyone. That's only fun for those people. So video games are meant to be fun, so we put in this character. So he makes the game entirely balanced because anyone who's this character will win the match they're playing. And that is fun. Winning is fun. <laughs> and so like, you could literally go into Steam and download this special, like, April Fool's uh, version of Rivals and play as this little sandbag character that's just, like, entirely OP and just ridiculous and over the top. And I haven't done it yet personally, but I had a couple friends do it and think it's really funny. So oh, I've never seen, like, a fake gag character, like, actually be made into a game before like this, which is pretty cool. That's that's so but, awesome, especially for, like... So I haven't actually watched the video, but you're making me want to go check it out. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's only, like, 10, 15 minutes long. Yeah. Um, and the first half is just complete nonsense with these like hilarious like parody videos yeah. like that. That's awesome. That's really cool that because I know Rivals isn't like a super big game. Like it's made by what three or four people now. Yeah, they have a couple more people. Very small. Team. So that's yeah, they really definitely neat. put a lot lot of work into it, which I was not necessarily expecting. You know, I thought it'd be a kind of a short and sweet thing. Um, yeah. And so they troll people with that. They troll people with the the Sandberg. And then finally, they show a new character at the very end when you think it's over, and they actually did like a full, like fully animated. Like I think you'd really like it, Jake. They actually like had like a full like comic. Yeah, like, I actually, I actually animated. saw that. Oh, you saw yeah. it? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I thought I it was really it. cool. I'm like, can we get like a full comic series of these characters? <laughs> like, I, I, I really yeah. thought it was cool, but yeah, that, yeah. that was that was that was pretty impressive actually. There was a lot of comic in there, and <laughs> it's not I mean, something I would expect. Yeah, for a small indie fighting game, you don't see full comics like that. So, um, but yeah, I was basically introducing a new character. Um, I think her name's like Alicinia or something. It's a it's a snake character who's like a villain, and she basically wants to fly and builds this 
crazy like diva type mech that she rides around in and she shoots projectiles. And so um, both her and the previously announced character, Silvanios, both dropped the next day. So they're out. I, I played with them last night with a, fr- a friend. And so the two DLC characters came out. One was newly announced. One was announced about a month ago. Um, and then the whole Rivals package is actually on sale now. So you can get every DLC plus the game and everything for like 20 bucks. I think the base game is only $5 right now, which is super low. So if you heard us talk about it and you're looking for, you're waiting for a sale, now's the time to jump in. But yeah, I just, I've never seen someone do a Nintendo Direct spoof, like an official game do a spoof like that. And it was so well done. So just, I think props to, to Dan and the team for putting that together. It was really funny. <laughs> that game has been on my wish list for like a year. <laughs> so I should probably I should probably go ahead and buy it at some point. Yes, yeah. now now is the time. Now is the time. I think the past DLC characters are like half half off too. So um, definitely definitely a good deal. Let me know if you get out. Awesome. Love to play with you. They added uh, oh cool um, some other smaller updates in the game too. So you can use actually the Nintendo Switch Pro controller now. Um, oh oh really? Love. Yeah. So like I just connected Bluetooth to my computer. It took like thirty seconds and it was working fine. Um, and so yeah, I use that controller wirelessly and i really like it and i don't have to mess around with getting like all these gamecube controllers and cords and adapters plugged in the usb i can just use my wireless switch pro controller which is really nice so um but yeah uh so that's rivals of aether check it out uh new dlc is out uh yeah as of yesterday um so our next news piece here nathan has to do with dinosaurs can you tell us a little bit about this uh yeah so jurassic world evolution which is a new game um this is actually made by the makers of uh planet coaster um which came out a couple years ago um i believe so i'm not 100 percent. i know it was a big steam game um but uh this next game from them from their name is frontier and they're making um basically a jurassic world park building game sim so you can you know build your own jurassic park and they announced the release date is going to be june 12th um, and it'll be digital only, and that's on both Steam and then also PC or not PC, uh, PS4 and Xbox Steam One as well. And PC, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's coming out, um, out on consoles as well, which I don't think you see. It yeah, and then they come out on consoles. That's cool. They they did some coverage. Like I, I saw a couple different sites that did coverage of it, and they got to play like the first hour of the game and gave out some additional details. So there's going to be, I think, kind of five different the five different islands that you can kind of build a park on each one and there'll be like kind of a storyline that you play through um for each one which sounds like a cool idea um depth to the uh to the story yeah and then also like the controls for the like obviously it's a park building sim like those usually aren't on console for a reason because they're hard to you know make a give good precision with a controller and a gamepad um Mm -hmm. but apparently um they've done a pretty good job with it and it should be controlled pretty well uh, on consoles as well as Steam, obviously. So um, I'm just really excited for this game. I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um, like, I've enjoyed a lot of these types of games. Like, I played a ton of Roller Coaster Tycoon back in the day, yeah. Zoo Tycoon. Um, yeah, me and my so, brother had Zoo Tycoon as well. We would love making a really good park, and then we would, like, save it. So, like, it wouldn't mm-hmm. mess up the game. But, like, right after we would save it, we would go and just, like, release the lions and the other ones. And it would just cause havoc throughout the park. And then we could reload it back then. So, you know, all the hard work wasn't erased. But, yeah, sure, yeah. there will be lots of uh, maniacal uh, things you can do with a park full of dinosaurs and humans. So. Yeah, that's got to be part of the whole gameplay mechanic, right? Like, things I, going bad, power I'm going sure, out. I think they, I mean, they announced park. It has to, right? uh, they announced that they have, like, kind of a, a mechanic where, like, employees will, like, 
kind of leave and be upset about the way decisions are being made and stuff like that and could like <laughs> awesome. on their way out leave some uh like cause some hassle for you and stuff like that so i'm sure that'll be a portion of it like you said jake so it'll be okay, interesting to see how they deal with all that but yeah um yeah. it's gonna be digital for the first month and then it'll get a physical release on july 3rd which i'm not sure exactly why that that is probably just because yeah. they needed the time to make processing and copies like usually they only release digitally so well yeah and they get but, more profit too if it's you know digital digital than, yeah for sure physical. versus physical um, um cool but well, yeah i'm excited good. To... i i did see it featuring kind of all the jurassic park movies too so it's not like just mm-hmm. the new one coming out around that time yeah. or the last one it's the original um original film as well so it looks pretty cool because yep. you can build some of the same structures and everything so so yeah we'll have to yeah. keep an eye on that comes out right around e3 then on june 12th yeah so. yeah that's like the same week i think so yeah all right well our last news story uh today um has to do with my favorite web slinging hero that's right spider-man for the ps4 my most look anticipated uh ps4 game uh, is getting a big news drop tomorrow. They just revealed um, earlier today that Game Informer uh, is having uh, basically a month full of coverage on their website. The cover story is dropping tomorrow, and they're going to announce the release date, uh, how the gameplay and the quest and the open world works, um, some of the new suits and upgrades that you can get as Spider-Man, and just really kind of detailing this game. Because we've seen basically two really cinematic like kind of trailers showing gameplay, but we haven't really gotten down into the nitty-gritty. They did like a demo, a short kind of very hands-off demo at E3 last year. Yeah, so there was some gameplay in there and stuff, but it was, I I guess it was just kind of raw gameplay. We haven't really seen anything broken down or explained or like how the systems work or, you know, and we obviously don't know the date still. So I'm hoping the fact that they're announcing this before E3, that it's going to be kind of an early fall maybe summer game uh which i think would be amazing to get that get my hands on it as soon as possible but uh, yeah yeah it looks good like I, august august or september would be like perfect for this game i feel like yeah and uh you know it gets out before red dead that way and call of duty and all the other shooters coming out yeah um, yep. and then the cover is actually really cool it's done by alex ross who's kind of a famous uh or well-known comic book kind of painter he's done a ton of really cool stuff for marvel and dc and stuff um check out check out some of his work online if you haven't seen it before but he actually did um the last run of amazing spider-man comics so he did about i think 40 covers um these really cool like hand painted uh spider-man covers and so as soon as i saw the cover i'm like whoa it looks just like all those comic book covers i've been collecting so it's really cool that they went out and you know got an actual artist who's known for this to do the you know, cover for the magazine. So I'm just really That's excited awesome. to, to get more details yeah, about this game. It just seems like it's being made with a, a lot of love and care and respect to, you know, the comics and the lore of Spider-Man. So um, super cool. We'll probably be breaking down uh, more of that news uh, next week. Next week. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But want to give people a heads up, look for that um, tomorrow. If you are excited for Spider-Man, are you, uh, you're going to be picking that one up, Jake, you think? I don't know. Like it, that game looked so good. Um, that it kind of makes me almost like skeptical it's going yeah, to come out this year. True. Yeah. yeah, like when I first saw that, I think they did a trailer, right? Like a E3 or something. Yes. And yeah, and it was like is it's hard to tell like what the game really was if it was like a bunch of quick time events that are like you know added like strung together or if someone's actually yeah, playing yeah. this. It so, looks 
it looked kind of weird. So yeah, I might it might that might have been just yeah, like you were saying, like a demo, um, just yes. for the purpose of that. It was definitely thing. a snippet, so you know that's what I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Where hopefully you can see what the actual game is really like. Is it the whole game kind of like the quick time stuff? Is that kind of just one segment with a story mission? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm definitely interested to know more about it. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, this year will be its third E3, technically. So we've known about this game for for a while. They announced it of E3 in 2016. So oh, hoping, time's hoping gone, it comes time's out flying. this year. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, that that's Sony. They yeah. announce their, their exclusives pretty early on, usually. So. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, we hmm. are going to jump into our second segment. Um, we have the return of uh, Nathan... Uh, giving us some trivia questions. So, uh, Nathan, yeah, just, go ahead and explain so, uh, what to expect here. Cool. So we are going to play a video game trivia. Um, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know we, we've done this a couple times in the past. Um, the way this one will work is uh, I have 10 questions that I'm going to ask of uh, Jeff and uh, Jake. And basically every question is a multiple choice answer. So there's A, B, C, or D. I'll give you guys all the answers. You can kind of talk about it. I'll give the audience a little bit of time to think like, hmm, I wonder what that is. So play along at home, um, and then I will give you the correct answer. So, uh, like last time, you can tweet us. Tweet us your final score. Let us know. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you beat us, uh, Jake and I will have uh, have the bragging rights on uh, Twitter, I think, of whoever uh, exactly. comes out on top I think, today as well. So. <laughs> I think both times we've done this in the past, past Jeff, you've gotten 5 out of 10. So you'll have to try and do better than that today. Got to be 50%. <laughs> All right. So uh, question one, uh, what is the first game to ever allow you to save? Um, first console game to ever allow you to save? Is it A, The Legend of Zelda, B, Metroid, C, Excitebike, or D, Final Fantasy? Hmm. That is a good question. I have a feeling that it's Zelda. Okay, Zelda. A. Nice. I say Zelda. I'm gonna say D. I'm gonna say D. Final Fantasy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Both great guesses. It is actually The Legend of Zelda. uh, Number Uh... is the correct answer. (laughs) Final Fantasy did have a save system, um, but uh, Zelda came out was like the first one to do. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one came out first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Zelda Um, came out even before 1985 because it came out in Japan originally, right? Like maybe 1983 or 1984. For uh, I think it came out in 85. Um, was it 85 in Japan? Japan, I believe, yeah. And then it was 86. I think. I'm not 100% right, on well, that. I got that one. Anyways, yeah, you got one that point. one. Sweet. Um, and that was with the battery back save that, you know, you had to replace the batteries in. And the... You didn't have to enter the 12-digit uh, password. No, you didn't have to enter the phenomenon code. <laughs> or something. <laughs> You remember the, there was like a Metroid uh, password that you had to to fill in, so I knew it wasn't Metroid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metroid sucks. Had the exactly. Justin Bailey code, yeah, that you could yeah. put in. <laughs> it was it was like twenty characters or something. It was, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. All right, uh, number two. Um, so in God of War, we have the new God of War coming out soon, so I thought that was appropriate. But in uh, the original God of War, Kratos' skin is gray. Why? Um, is it a because his blood was drained by Ares? B, because he is cold-blooded. C, because he is covered in ash. Or D, because he has tattooed himself gray. I have played A, A was so specific. A was his blood was drained <laughs> by Ares, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember which, 
which one was Ares. There's and I, I've, I've never played that game. So I've never played any of those games. Well, uh, just, you know, I'm going to guess C. Got a C. <laughs> He is covered in ash. Okay. I'm also going with C as well. Going with C. Okay. The correct answer is in fact C. Um, He is covered in the ashes of his dead wife and children, which he actually accidentally murdered. So that's disturbing. That's very dark. (laughs) And the gray Um, coat carries over into the new game too. He's got gray skin. Yeah, exactly. So this isn't is the new game is a new child or is it like a is this is this like a throwback thing so the the new game is the same character of uh kratos but he's in a completely new world um in the you know viking norse mythology Mm -hmm. um and it's takes place kind of much later than the first four how many games there were almost kind of like a soft reboot because it's a totally different world and kratos Mm. seems like a very different character but it's still kind of like a sequel to the original three so yeah it should be cool should be cool Great. Nice job, guys. You both got that one. All right. Uh, let's see. So number three, Bungie, the developer behind, obviously, Destiny and Halo. Uh, what year was Bungie founded? Was it A, 1997, B, 1991, C, 1993, or D, 1999? I'm going to go 93. Uh, I am also going to go 93 because I know they had, like, Mac games. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we were talking about those. It was like Marathon or something like that. Yeah. 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 So um, actually, that's a very good guess, um, but that's actually incorrect. The (laughs) correct answer is B, 1991. Whoa, Uh, 91. Yeah. Marathon actually, I think its first release was like in 1993, um, but they were founded in in 1991. um, That's what, over over 25 25 years now. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they've been around for a really long time. They're probably a much different company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think their founding so. of Bungie was like you know two or three. I was looking up this year; it was like three people or something. Like they were like, "Hey, we're gonna get together and make this game," and they're you know they're inspired by like the original Doom and Wolfenstein and stuff like that. So, wow. well, yeah, that's cool. All right, 1991. Now we know. Mm. Yep. All right. So number four uh, in the Legend of Zelda: Majora's Masks, one of my favorite all-time games. Uh, you can collect a variety of masks that allow you to. Perform perform different actions how many asks how many masks excuse me can you collect um is it a 12 b 32 c 20 or d 24 so how many masks can you collect total 12 32 i haven't finished this game yes just it's just to mess with you and to make you feel guilty about not finishing it jeff (laughs) what was the first number the first number is uh, A12. Twelve. I think it's A. 12 masks? All right. All right I'm, I'm Jake, have there. you ever played this game before? I played it, but like originally when it came out, and I yeah. don't really remember. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I don't remember it's a long think, time ago. I think there was more than 12, so I'm gonna, just going to go 20. Yeah, let's go 20. 20 was 20. the option, right? Okay. 20 mm. was the option. Yeah, that was okay. option C. Uh, you guys are... Both incorrect. I'm sorry. Uh, the correct answer is uh, D24. There's 24 masks you collect. Yeah, there's 24 um, something in a game. Like, give me rounded by five here, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they kind of all. That game was really cool because there was kind of three masks that transformed you into different 
kind of iterations of Link. And then the other masks like were quest specific ones that allowed you to complete a certain quest or do something. Oh uh, yeah, so I can only remember like three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, two. there's like the, there's the like three that optional, iconic right? ones that allow you to yeah. So um, you need you definitely get the three just playing through the main game and some of the other ones. Um, hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch that are optional. Um, and then if you get all uh, 24, actually, I guess I kind of messed up because there's technically 25, <laughs> including the Fierce Deity Mask, um, oh, which you only get, get all 25. You, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right, anyway, let's move on. So that, that question's on. void. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can just discount Very it. Good. If you're kind of at home, you got it wrong. You can <laughs> exit out. All right, uh, number five, Super Smash Brothers Brawl featured an in-depth story mode called the Subspace Emissary. What was the name of the final villain in the Subspace Emissary? Was it A, Dr. Taku, B, Taboo, C, Ganondorf, or D, Master Hand? I'm going to let you oh, go no. first, Jake, because I'm pretty I, sure I know this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, this is also a game I don't really remember, but I think yeah. I think it was, maybe it's B, B? B? Taboo? Okay. That's, that's what I'm doing, too. It's Taboo. Uh, uh, you think it's, like, Master Hand and, like, Bowser and stuff, but then, like, at the end, there's yeah. this creepy cyber angel dude named Taboo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are correct. It is Taboo. He's, like, a an angel, like, magician, I think, or something like that. Yeah, he, like, uh, he's really... enslaved Master Hand or something weird, right? <laughs> yeah, he, I wow. think he enslaves Master Hand. Like, he's the ultimate villain, and then, like, at the end, he kind of turns into all the different forms of the different characters and you kind of fight all of them and then oh yeah then you had to go through the great maze and replay like every level over again yeah you have to replay everything you've done wow yeah we'll we'll see if the new smash bros adds in a single player mode again because it was definitely really cool but i feel like they could uh maybe trim that down a little bit and make it a little Mm -hmm. more uh fun to play again yeah it was uh well and i think they could have could have done a better job with like actually fighting against interesting kind of nintendo known villains and stuff like that instead of kind of creating all new stuff that well, there was there were villains too like you felt like pd piranha and like raquaza and a couple other like villains throughout the, throughout the yeah game. but like the main the main baddies you faced were like those purple guys that yeah, no one knew about like, and cool if, if they anyways all right well good job to both of you guys uh we are so we're five questions in i'm at three. uh you're at three jake i think you're at two you're at two yeah two. okay Cool. All right. Uh, number six. What is the best-selling Xbox 360 game of all time? Ooh. Uh, A. Call of Duty: Black Ops. B. Connect Adventures. C. Minecraft. Or D. Halo Three. Oh no. I I, I I'm torn between C and D. <laughs> like yeah. Minecraft or or Halo Three. Like, yeah, I feel like it. Both. I feel like it was Halo 3, but I feel like Minecraft may have overtaken it in the last like, year yeah. or two because people are still playing that game on 360. So I'm going to yeah. go Minecraft. You're going to go also, Minecraft. I'm right. also going to go into my Minecraft. Sorry, I got to jump on that bandwagon there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good guess. Uh, unfortunately, you guys are both incorrect. <sighs> the correct answer is Connect Adventures. Seriously? Okay, well, I would never would have <laughs> expected that. Uh, yeah, it sold 24 million copies. Um, and it was, was like, like kind like of packing or what? It wasn't a packing, no, but it was like kind of the big game they tried to use to sell the connect with and oh, stuff God. like that. Um, like it was no their featured the title. Blew up that much. That's crazy. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I was like shocked when I was looking up. I was like, really? So um, my I think the second best selling was Call of Duty Black Ops, and that was like sixteen million or something like that. That's crazy. Um, I, out of all four of those games, people look back fondly at all those games, right? <laughs> Probably except <laughs> yeah. except for the except Kinect for one. Connect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. Insane. All right, uh, number seven. What was the first video game that was based on a movie? So. First video game to ever kind of be based off of a movie property. Uh, was it A, Tron, B, Death Race, C, E.T., or D, Alien? We're super These were all four. games that were like on the Atari 2600. 2600. So, so it's like whatever one came out first on the Atari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing it's I'm guessing C, E.T., because I know it's the worst game. At yeah, least. like it crashed the, kind of crashed the video game industry yeah. and... Um, <laughs> what was all the options again? There was Tron. Death uh, Race, let's see: else? A Tron, B Death Race, C E T, and D Alien. Um, I will go with B Death Race. Death Race. All right. Uh, the correct answer is B Death Race. Whoa! Yes. Nicely yeah. done. Nice. Uh, e T is kind of the iconic one out of that group, but um, that didn't come out till I think like eighty three. Uh, Death Risk wow. was out, out like seven, 1977 or wow. 78. 78. So it was That's very, crazy. very early. <laughs> um, I've never seen yeah. that movie. Yeah, I, I haven't either. It's based actually on Death Race 2600, um, which is not actually titled Death Race, Death Race 2600. So okay. anyways. All right. Uh, here's one that I hopefully is a little bit easier for you guys. So Pokemon Red and Blue. What Pokemon is blocking the road that you have to use the Pokeflute on? Is it A, Dragonite, B, Onyx, C, Nidoking, or D, Snorlax? Where's uh, Slurpuff? Mm. I thought it was Slurpuff. (laughs) It's not Slurpuff. This is the original Red and Blue. (laughs) Only the original 150. Dragonite, Onyx, Nidoking, or Snorlax? Snorlax. Yeah, it's got to be Snorlax because he's sleeping, right? The fat sleeping (laughs) Pokemon. He is the fat sleeping Pokemon. He's blocking the entire road. It is correct. That's correct. It is Snorlax. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you got a you got a Pokey flu and he wakes up and like wrecks you. I've yeah. I've only I've only played Pokemon for like maybe ten minutes. Ten minutes in my wow. life. <laughs> but wow. I think I got maybe I got there. Is that? Is that, that was uh, ten minutes. No, it's it's probably about like a third of the way halfway into that game probably or something five, like that. Okay. Ten hours in. Depending yeah. on how you grind. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. But it, it's like an iconic moment, like uh, in the show, I think, and stuff like that too. So it's yeah. And, well, Snorlax is such a popular Pokemon still to this day. Like, <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. All right. Uh, question number nine. Greg Edmondson uh, was the composer on uh, the Uncharted video game series for the PlayStation. Um, what cult TV show did he also compose the music for? Was it A, Firefly, B, Twin Peaks, C, Lost, or D, The Wire? Ooh, I have zero idea, so I'll just say D. <laughs> You're going to say B, B, Twin Peaks? No, so, I guess, I'm, I'm guessing D, The Wire, because... The Wire? Okay. I'm just guess. Okay, that's just a wild guess, yeah. I've You're just going to go with The Wire. I of any of those yeah. shows. I, I don't think he sounds like a Firefly. I've seen a little bit of that, and that's more like kind of a country, like, kind of vibe to it so yeah but uh, let's go b uh okay the correct answer is actually a firefly Uh, it's firefly i eliminated that one (laughs) yeah i thought that was too obvious like yeah i mean i think it if you think about uncharted like 
I don't like and Firefly those themes kind of just go together a little bit for me in my opinion so I don't know but yeah he did he did the music on Firefly um and a bunch of other stuff as well but uh also did he did the first three Uncharted games and they brought in a new composer for Uncharted 4 so Naughty Dog is just secretly like really big Firefly season one fans and they're like we have <laughs> yeah, to hire exactly. this man <laughs> exactly that's that's what they spent all of their mar- budget on was just <laughs> bringing him in <laughs> Uh, all right last question uh number 10 uh this iconic game is known more for its multiplayer component than its single player but multiplayer was only added at the last minute without approval from the publisher what game is it is it a halo combat evolved b goldeneye c super mario kart or d borderlands i'm I'm guessing b goldeneye just because that's like far enough in the past where maybe they could have slipped that in yeah. the last second Wait, yeah. for for mario kart are you talking the original mario kart or yeah the original mario, mario kart, kart on super nintendo super mario kart. Yeah, I'll, I'll go super mario kart because i know they originally uh or the single player you know has kind of that weird split screen um thing where the bottom mm-hmm. screen shows like a map and the top screen is driving and obviously mm-hmm. when you do split screen with two players it just throws the second player there so i'll, I'll go super yeah. mario kart Okay. Uh, congratulations to Jake. It is Goldeneye. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like they That's did insane. basically the whole single player, and then like the devs were testing the game out like two months before the game was supposed to like be final and shipped and stuff like that. And they, two months, they like added, out. yeah, and they added it in, and Nintendo like didn't even approve it at first, and then like they did a bunch of stuff, and Nintendo was like, okay, fine, you can put it in. Yeah, it's, it's only, like, the most iconic, like, yeah, exactly. PvP mode. Well, ever. like, yeah. in the 64, the whole thing was, you know, the four controllers. Like, so putting in a multiplayer mode, like, makes sense when we think about it now. But, like, apparently that wasn't necessarily the thought no, process that wasn't, back then. No, that wasn't their focus. So it's wow. pretty crazy. <laughs> I did right, not so make it past 50%. 50, what was your final score, Jake? Four. Four, four, four out of ten. Four out of ten is pretty good because <laughs> I, I always feel, like, coming up with these i always like have like a hard it's hard to find a balance between like kind of easy and kind of hard and stuff like that so i think four four is pretty good okay well solid i got five again for the third time (laughs) (laughs) i i uh, almost broke through to six but uh, i think i missed the last two questions so if 50 percent is uh what it takes so (laughs) hopefully listeners out there you did a better than that let us know on our twitter at hey listen underscore games what you what your final score was if you beat jake or if you beat jeff and uh yeah i'm, I'm sure a uh, jaeger will weigh in there with some uh oh, gosh. about what he got uh, yeah okay. yeah good game good game uh thanks for putting those together nathan I, yeah that was fun yeah, yeah i think me and jake fun. both learned a little bit too like we got some uh, yeah some i like doing it because it's like you get little tidbits about video game history and stuff like that so yeah adds in got- Gotta love, there's, gotta love video game history. So there's a lot of it. Yep. <laughs> yes, there's there, a lot of it. There's so much that you can't know all of it. Like there's always, there's always something you don't know, right? Yep. Exactly. So, great. All right. Well, uh, we are gonna uh, kind of end the show with what we're playing, as we uh, always do. Um, Jake, I see that you were playing one of the uh, PS Plus games um, for last month. I and am. The, the new PS Plus games just came out um, today, but uh, last month I think was. We kind of talked a little bit on the show. It was one of the best kind of months, really, for PS Plus, like just these really, really great AAA games. So uh, I'll let you go ahead and start us off. Yeah, I think I think I found that out through your guys' podcast. Um, oh, and 
Yeah, it was so I I started playing Bloodborne, which is a game I I've never played any of the like the Souls games. Before. Yeah. So I was like, it can't be that hard. There's no <laughs> so way. Just, how far did you get? Because I, I played a couple hours, and I, I'm curious to see what your experience I, Well, was. I spent a lot of time like just trying to get through. like a, uh, I guess it was like a, an open... town in the beginning? Yeah, there's like an area where it's just like an empty square. It was a, not an empty square, because there's a lot of bad guys. <laughs> this is a big yeah, square. There's like that big square, and then on the other side is the Random there's like the gate and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and just trying to, you have to figure out like a, a route to take that's safe. And yeah, um, I was I was surprised at how difficult that was. It it took me, it took me a really long time. And then like may, maybe I died like a hundred times, but then after you figure it out, you it's you could just walk through there really easily, and you'll know what to do. It's so it it is it is a pretty so, cool game. So did you did you find a route where you don't actually really have to kill anything or fight a lot of no, 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 no. You definitely have to kill things. But you, then you know, like, oh, there's a guy sitting down here and you have to blast him as soon as you go around the corner. And then, like, yep. yeah, and then you take the take the upper thing, drop down, kill a dog. Like, it's like it's just yep. a very. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that was um, kind of my experience is I, I played that first part and I was able to, like, like, at first I just kind of was, like, going in, like, oh, I'm going to try and kill everything. And then you kind of get in the rhythm of it, stuff like <laughs> that, which is yeah, kind of a neat. It, yeah. it it teaches you really well, I think is is the best. Yeah, thing it's true, that. but it it teaches you through like almost like um, trial and error. Yeah, kinda. yeah, tr- well, but like also just throwing you in the deep end, basically. Yeah, exactly. Start, <laughs> which yeah, is not pretty really much crazy. Of a tutorial or like, no, there's not. There's <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm pretty impressed by it. Like, um, I I, I did get to like the first um, major boss mm-hmm. basically, and then I kind of stopped there. I I I've tried like maybe fifty times and. Didn't want to everyone's like a controller. Yeah, everyone at work wall. is, everyone at my work is like trying to give me pointers. Like, no, you gotta make sure you dodge at the certain part, go under his smaller arm, and then like chop at his legs. It's like, yeah, but that's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. move kind of so slow, and you have to really kind of watch and conserve uh, your uh, stamina. And so, like, it's yeah, it's easy for someone to say, yeah, just do this, this, and this, but like to actually go in there and do it while managing all these different things at once is the yeah. the real trick. Yeah. I, mean, I think the thing that really impresses me, it's like, you know, um, have you guys have played Bioshock of course, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. It's like, original. it's like, it's like the start of Bioshock where you don't know what the heck is going to happen. It's really kind of scary. There's like, yeah. it's like that feeling, but for a whole game, almost like, yeah, just drops you I'm, into the world and says, yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's constantly terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it's it's brave of them to do that. I mean, that's kind of the reputation now, but um, you know, you don't see a, a lot of games really take that approach anymore. So I think, you know, even though those games aren't really for me, and I can say that comfortably, like I think mm-hmm. it is kind of cool that they, you know, were able to take that risk, and people have really, really liked it. And you know, obviously, it's those games have been very, very popular, and so you know, it's it's mm-hmm. cool, to, cool wow. to see that be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I've been playing another game that is also kind of scary, but in kind of an over-the-top way. Uh, I've been playing through uh, Doom on the PS4. This is a game I believe came out two years ago, 2016. Um, yeah, it was 2016. Yeah. yeah, and I've always kind of wanted to play through it because I just heard it was an amazing single-player game. And yeah, I've uh, heard nothing but good things. Yeah, and I've heard you know great things. I have a 
you know, good friend of the show, Chris, <laughs> he's, you know, the biggest Doom fan in the world. Like, he would play Doom in our college classes together. He'd be sitting back there, like, you know, shooting demons or whatever. So uh, I originally borrowed it from him. I've been wanting to get so I picked up a red box for 5 bucks last year but hadn't really put a ton of time into it. But they did a 4K update last week, and I can confirm that this game is one of the best, like, visually-looking, like, 4K like games on the PS4, especially for shooters because it's, you know, displaying really nice and it still keeps that 60 frames per second. So it's just really, really fluid. It feels great. It reminds me of like the, the Halo games, like campaign, like Halo 1, 2, and 3, um, where you're playing through these different set pieces and levels, but there's tons of secrets hidden in every level and pretty much every secret that you find, like the different collectibles and stuff, um, are powering up your character. So like, you really like are progressing your character every step that you're taking because you can find these optional things that make you more strong. There are these rune challenges that you can activate, which just teleport you into like a challenge room that will give you um, an upgrade that you can activate and then also upgrade it further. And so I really like kind of the, the way it designs levels for you to go through like a single player campaign, handcrafted levels, and then um, also have a progression. So you're kind of, constantly upgrading and unlocking and finding new weapons so um just really really been enjoying it. i'm probably gonna try to finish it this week it's kind of been my spring spring break game so far so if you guys have interested interested at all definitely check it out i really really like it that being said it is extremely violent but i think everyone already knows that so if you don't like violent games then uh don't don't pick this one up but <laughs> yeah it's a it's a lot of fun i know uh, Nathan, you've played it a, a little bit. Would you think you'd ever try to play yeah. through the whole thing? Um, yeah, I've I've been what I've played of it. I played I think like the first two levels or something like that. Um, and it's a lot of it's just really fun. Really fun. It's really different from a lot of other shooters because it encourages you to like just really be really aggressive in your play style and yes. um, because you yeah, only pick up health that. from like that. killing enemies and stuff like that um, versus a lot of shooter games today where you kind of like can shoot and then get behind cover and let your health regen and stuff like that so yep. um, I think it does that really well and it is like it just feels really good because the game like especially at the fluid for 60 frames per second um, it yeah, yeah I, it I really enjoyed really really good it, so. like Destiny 2's like art design is like way better than Doom's but just like yeah. since Doom is like in 60 frames per second, it feels so smooth and like you're not worrying about, you know, all these other things going on. It's just pretty straightforward. Like, I don't know, there's something that feels kind of simplistic, but also very, very um, fluid and like just feels. It's really, really satisfying. Good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every enemy in the game, uh, you can do a glory kill, which is like once they take a like 90% damage, you, if you don't kill them with that final 10%, you can. They'll start, like, blinking, and if you melee them, you do, like, a gross, like, execution kill, which will give you tons of extra um, health and stuff like that. It's like you said, it, it's encouraging you to get up close and personal, and then you basically, depending on where you do the execution, it'll do, like, different moves. Like, sometimes you'll sweep out the leg, sometimes you'll, you know, do stuff to their head and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool looking at all these different animations that they put in there for every single enemy in the game, even, like, the massive, like, boss enemies. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely something that's on my backlog. Definitely. Yes. No, I yeah. definitely recommend it. Like I said, I got I got a red box for like five bucks. So like it's definitely kind of a bargain game now and not because it's a bad game, but just it's been out for a while and I think they just want people to play it. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Um so that is my one big uh, game I've been playing on spring break, and then my second one is Shadow of the Colossus. 
I played uh, through the next Colossus. I'm about halfway through that game. Um, and I just have to say, again, like, I didn't play the original game, but the art direction in this game and the amazing job they do with this remaster is just incredible with, like, I just, like, stop and stare at these, like, scenic vistas as I'm, like, traveling to the different Guardians. And you, you see, like, these giant, like, look like this, like, almost like uh, what's, like, uh, Niagara Falls or something with these giant cool water fall over like this big grassy hill and there's like all these scenic things in the background and you can see everything that's not like a draw bad draw distance or anything so i'm just still impressed about how how gorgeous this uh this game looks and the boss fights are just the right amount of challenging where like you can be fighting a boss for about you know 10 15 minutes and not really know what to do and then usually what happens is after about 20 minutes i kind of try something that oh this is what i do and then i'm able to climb it and you know, fight it, but it's really, really satisfying when you finally figure out that kind of little puzzle of defeating the boss, because it's not really like combat or like action, it's really more like a puzzle when you're trying to solve a uh, Colossus and figure out how to beat it, so um, still having a lot of fun with that game, too. Yeah, if you've never played that, that's awesome that you're yeah, jumping this is my, in now. my first time ever ever playing it, and it's always kind of been a game I've wanted to play, but you know, I didn't have a PS2 really growing up and i uh skipped the hd one on ps3 so i'm i'm excited to continue playing that and see the the final bosses because i have no idea what to expect so yeah it's really, it's really cool awesome nice yeah um and then i'll talk more next week but uh i am also reviewing uh toki tori uh for the switch which is a puzzle game that is actually kind of a hd remake of an old game boy puzzle game uh made by the two tribes a digital team and so um i will have more impressions to share next week but i think it's only five dollars and it's out in the eShop. uh came out last week on thursday so i can definitely say i do give it a thumbs up early impressions it is a lot of fun and it's a uh, quick easy game and like i said it's five dollars so if you want a quick easy platformer uh definitely uh put this one on your radar it's really nice to have on switch too because you can just play puzzle and if you get stuck just you know, sleep mode in, just come right back to it later. And usually uh, when I come back and look at it a second time, I'm able to solve the puzzles quicker. So <laughs> Awesome. But, nice. Yeah. yeah, that's like the best kind of game to play on a Switch, I think. Yeah, like the yeah. I mean, short, was, short, short burst. And then it yeah. was originally a Game Boy game. So like it was made to kind of be a handheld game. So it's cool that it's on a handheld on console Switch. now. Yeah. Oh, nice. Cool. Very cool. Uh, Nathan, uh, close us out. What, what are you playing? Sure. Uh, so the game I want to talk about this week is actually a mobile game, um, <laughs> uh, but I've been playing it on my phone. It's called Reigns Her Majesty, and uh, the developer behind it is actually Devolver Digital. Um, and this game is a how do I describe it? It's like a <laughs> it's a swipe left or right decision making game. So basically, what your task is is you're the queen of this land. So it's like and, a queen based Tinder game, or yeah, almost, kind of. <laughs> so you're the queen of this land, and your subjects and different people of the, like, the cardinal of the church and, like, the general of the army and peasants and art makers and stuff like that will come to you with questions. And they're like, we are trying, you know, we want to um, do this in the kingdom. We want to sell, you know, six, we want to commission a painting of you. Um, and then you can kind of usually say like, yes, I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. Or no, how dare you? Um, and then based kind of on whether you say yes or no, you're standing with, there's four different factions, like, uh, the church, the, um, how much money you have, your popularity with the people, and then, uh, 
like how how strong your army is and your standing with those factions will go either up or down and basically you just kind of swipe left or right um based on those decisions and then uh try and go for as long as you can and if you either max or minimize any one of those categories then basically you die in like really strange ways like for if your army gets too strong <laughs> ways. the king the king will be like oh man you've uh you've made us too strong. I'm worried about you. So he locks you in a tower all alone by yourself. And like, you forget how to speak to yourself and then you die. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that just sounds Amazing. ridiculous. That is awesome. Yeah. It, and then like every time, like, so, and each decision you make will like take your reign forward, like a year or something like that. Um, so then, um, once you die, then kind of you're reborn as a new queen and it gives you like little objectives you're trying to complete. Like, um, It'll be like acquire a on a robot, and you do that by um, there'll be certain subjects that come and talk to you, and they'll ask you certain questions. Then, based on your response, you might be able to complete that objective. So um, it's a, I think I bought it on my phone for like a dollar or something like that. It's pretty cheap, um, but it's kind of a great just kind of little distraction. It's not you know super yeah. in depth. Like I don't think I'm gonna put like ten hours in this game or anything like that. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds sounds entertaining. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> Well, yeah, is there like a uh, winning scenario though in this? Uh, so so far, the furthest I've gotten is like I don't know what happens once you complete all of your objectives. Like I don't know if there's like an end game. Or, yeah, I haven't done that. Um, but like I got to like reigning like forty five years, and then it said like, oh, you like made it all the way, and you died peacefully with your husband. Like it happened one time. Wow. Um, and I just kind of was reborn as a new queen. So I'm not exactly sure. Like Maybe you won. Yeah, maybe yeah. I won. I don't know. All, I don't know if there's like a final challenge beyond that. Are all the scenarios, so. do they seem like pretty different? Or are you kind of seeing the same ones being recycled? Um, there, There's prob. I've seen a couple of the same ones recycled. But there's a lot of different scenarios. And the writing in this game is like just really, really hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably the best part of it, is just the different scenarios yeah. and what the, the townsfolk say and stuff like that. Yeah. So it sounds like it's really so. replayable then, so that's, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Awesome. Well, that is cool. That is Reigns Her Majesty? Reigns Her Majesty. There's also a, and that's the sequel to, I think it's called, just called like Reigns or something like that, Um, and I think the first one you play is the king. So, And there's also, there's going to be a switch port of both those games oh, together. Nice. Coming oh, out. okay. So, All right, keep an eye out yeah. for that one then. Very cool. All right. Well, I think that about closes out our show um, this week. Thank you so much, Jake, for uh, joining us. You want to uh, let our audience know where they can uh, find you? Yeah. Um, well, I have I have my comic, Watermelon XO, which can be found at watermelonxo.com. And then I'm also I'm on Twitter at Lays Summerstone if you want to see what I'm up to. I saw you just got what was it five thousand followers on Twitter? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah broke that that threshold, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's nice. awesome. It's more than we have, so that is awesome. <laughs> hey, well, I never, I like two years ago, I never thought I would get to like a thousand, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. So, congrats on that. So make sure you follow uh, Jake Jake over there and uh, check out uh, his work on uh, on his uh, websites and. Yep. Uh, Always follow us on uh, Twitter as well at Halison underscore games. And we are going to leave you with uh, Rip and Tear from the Doom soundtrack. This game's soundtrack Whoa. totally matches the attitude and tone of this game. So uh, very <laughs> aggressive. So <laughs> All enjoy. Right. Don't turn it up too loud. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Peace.